BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to the Dream Bigger Podcast. So last week's episode was all about beauty, and I just thought I'd continue that trend with today's episode. Jamie Sick is the former beauty director and currently a founding committee member and contributing editor at Violet Gray. So a lot of you are already probably fans of Violet Gray, but for those of you who aren't familiar with the brand, I'll quickly break it down for you. Basically, Violet Gray is the industry's beauty edit. It's a gorgeous beauty e-commerce meets editorial website and every single product they have available on the website goes through a rigorous vetting process by industry leaders. I'm talking celebrity makeup artists, editors, and the works. Jamie has been part of the Violet Gray team for years and held the beauty director title for a long time which is a big deal. She'll get into exactly what that role entails but essentially if you're curious about what products work, what industry leaders are loving, and upcoming beauty trends, Jamie is your girl. This episode is an absolute must-listen for all you skincare and beauty junkies out there, like myself. So before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to remind you to please, please leave the show a review if you feel like it brings you value. Your reviews are the backbone of the Dream Bigger podcast, and I love seeing your feedback. Plus, it only takes like 30 seconds. Also, I'm giving away a beauty goodie bag to everyone who subscribes to and reviews the podcast, so just send me a screenshot to sifa.h91 at gmail.com, and I'll send it right to your door. And with that, let's welcome Jamie to the show. Okay, Jamie, so let's start from the beginning. Tell me about your background. What got you interested in beauty? So... Actually, I grew up in the beauty industry. My mom works in beauty. I mean, my husband was in fashion. My dad was in fashion. My grandfather was in fashion. So, like, really creative. The fashion yeah. and beauty world. Yeah. And I always thought I was going to actually be in fashion and do something creative there. Mm-hmm. But um, when I left college, there was an opportunity at WWD and um, as a beauty assistant. And I was like, okay, well, it's WWD. Maybe I'll end up in fashion and transition over there at some point. Mm-hmm. But um, I fell in love with it. And, you know, I guess all these years with my mom telling me to, uh, you know, put on makeup and wash my face really paid <laughs> off because yeah. I just, I fell in love with, you know, the way people talk about ingredients, the way that, you know, people have a routine and hearing all those routines and then all these like tips that you just never necessarily figure out on your own that you learn from so many different people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it started there and uh, I went to school for journalism. So I'm always 
I've always been a writer first. Yeah. Um, so thought, of course, I was going to be a writer in fashion, and, you know, beauty is where it was at for me. That's amazing. So from WWB, like, what led you here to Violet Gray? So I um, was at WWE for about three and a half years in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I started as an editorial assistant for Beauty Inc., which is WWE's, um, WWE's fat, uh, beauty monthly magazine. Yeah. So I started there, and then I moved over to the newspaper WWE as the uh, mass market beauty editor. Yeah. And so what I did there is I really reported on the business of beauty. So right. Talking to indie brands, mass market brands, and for those of you who don't know what mass market is, it's really like, you know, the products you would get at Target or CVS. So I really focused on talking to people in marketing and sales and really finding out what is the strategy behind launching a product. Mm -hmm. And then also just talking about sort of the analysis of the industry. Um, so, like, what are the big trends? You know, I reported on when the subscription box service, like, seven years ago with Birchbox exploded. And is that a, you know, something that can actually survive? So, yeah. it was from a business point of view. And then uh, Violet Gray recruited me and brought me to L.A. Um, I didn't actually know if I wanted to be in L.A. quite yet. I thought maybe in the long run. But I, like, I will always be the New Yorker who moved to L.A. I'm not in lost I'm not an Angelino. Yeah, yeah. But basically I got to LA and um Violet Gray had me uh I started as their beauty editor. Mm-hmm. And so I've always set up the Violet Code, which I can get into in a second. But um, you know, for me coming to Violet Gray was a much more creative atmosphere than being at WWD. It was really about reporting the news mm-hmm. and telling the industry what's going on. And then at Violet Gray it's really about working with the artists and the brand founders, um, really educating and making sure that our clients understand why we sell the products that we do. Totally. And I, I definitely get that vibe. Like, I feel like every time I'm reading through like the Violet Code, like I'm actually learning things about specific ingredients and it is very educational. So, I mean, yeah, it's like an interesting transition. Yeah, for sure. And you know, when they brought me on, um, I, I basically inherited all these purpose relationships. And what I mean by that is basically heading up the Violet Code, I work with about 75 celebrity makeup artists, hairstylists, estheticians, and dermatologists, and they test every product you want to consider. Wow. So instead of having a buyer, you know, go to a brand and really um, determine if they want to sell the entire line, I go to the brand and I cherry pick the products that I think are most interesting. So we're looking at everything from packaging to ingredients. It's really about the full package. Yeah. Um, of course, we want the product to be efficacious. That's incredibly important. But it has to be sensorial. It has to be emotional. It has to be compelling. So once I've decided what those products are, and it could be two products, it could be ten, um, I will go back to the brand and request five to ten samples of those products. And I send them to our artist committee to test on themselves and their clients to really get a feel for what the product does and delivers. And then I'll follow up and get their feedback. And when I'm looking at it, you know, it can't just be like, this was good or fine. It really has to, they really have to tell me that this is a kid essential. Yeah. They can't live without it. Their client can't live without it. And then ultimately, if 70% or more of the artists truly champion the product, then we'll bring it on to Violet Gray and utilize their quotes as original editorial content on our site, social, all of our channels to really educate the client as to why the product is so special. I love that. And it's so, like, that's what 
sets, I think, Violet Gray apart, that curation and, you know, just, it's so selective. And yeah. everything, you guys, like, I'm at the store right now, guys, and, like, it's just top of the line. Like, yeah, it's, like, the best you. of everything. So I love it. So what is your role as beauty director at Violet Gray? Like, what's a typical day in the life of? Yeah, I mean, it, it really varies. Mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, I'm an editor, and I also like to call myself a partner who doesn't deal with logistics. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a whole other merch team who really handles the onboarding process of bringing a brand to Violet Gray. Um, but, you know, it could be anything from being in the office all day and being in internal meetings, which I know just doesn't sound that exciting. But the, <laughs> Gotta do you it. Know, Sometimes I'm on um, a photo shoot. We do a lot of, um, we create all of our own content. We shoot yeah. everything in-house. So usually when I'm on set, we're doing some sort of shoot or video. Um, I'm always with the artists. So like picking their brains about what they love and what they really are, you know, discovering in the in the industry. And they're picking my brain at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'm meeting with brands. Um, you know, I like to say that I... I network a lot and you know a lot of my time is spent also just talking to people having coffee because that's when sort of ideas come up in terms of like what we can do in terms of content or you know learning from a brand and kind of what's going on with them and then what brand can I you know bring to Violet Gray that we can test with our experts so um, it's always different um, but you know I'm always meeting with people always on set I also am doing a lot of writing, mm -hmm. um, so my day can be really anything. Wearing a lot of hats. Yeah, exactly. So if someone wanted to be where you are, like mm -hmm. someone who's starting out, do you have any like words of advice for them? Yeah, I mean, I had five internships. Um, I went to college in New York. I was really lucky to have that experience because every semester, essentially, I was able to do an internship. Right. And I learned a ton, and, you know, that really put me in a great place to, to get to the roles that I have. But, you know, any of that real ex IRL experience is so important. And, you know, you're not going to do the tasks that you love. And I'm sure sort of that interning atmosphere and sort of world has changed a lot since I was an intern. They definitely don't pay interns anymore. I, my first internship, I got credit and I got paid, which is, like, Unheard of, yeah. That was like 2008 or nine. Yeah. But ultimately, I mean, in turn, like you will, you will not only get you know great experience, but you'll you might find a mentor who can really vouch for you. Yeah. And I've met so many people that have really helped me along the way. Um, even you know, there's opportunities that you might not expect that you'll get. Yeah. Um, for instance, I interned at Team Vogue in the accessories department, and I was. I, got an, I have an associate's in fashion design as well as a bachelor's in writing. And so when I was a fashion design student, I went up to my uh, boss at Teen Vogue, Sarah Francis Kuhn, who's no longer there. And, you know, I was like, take a look at this, what I just designed. And I showed her a photo, literally not trying to get into the magazine, I promise. I, yeah. I swear to God. But she was like, oh, my God, let me show this to Amy. Amy Astley was the editor-in-chief at the time. It's now at Architectural Digest. And yeah. They looked at it, and I have a full page in Teen Vogue of a model wearing my dress. At I was still, I think I was like a junior in college. So, you know, you never know what can happen. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow, okay, good tip. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, so you have obviously worked with beauty industry experts at Violet Gray. 
So what are some lessons that you've learned while working with them? Like, are there any products that are recommended over and over again, like really like top of the line kit essentials? Yeah. And I mean, that's really what Violet Gray is. Of course. Yeah. You know, we always like to say if it's in an artist kit, it's essentially approved because especially those celebrity artists on the red carpet, Totally. you know, when a celebrity walks the red carpet and they get shot for, you know, um, a press junket or, or something, um, or, you know, basically anything, Oscars, you name it, there's no Photoshop in those photos. So they really need to know, like, what's going to blur the pores, what's going to, you know, get rid of that blemish that they got, you know, the day before a really big event. Um, So I'm constantly learning from them, like, you know, what is the best primer? I actually did my best friend's makeup for her wedding a couple of months ago, um, which I don't ever do. That's very new for me. And even though I watch people do makeup all the time, and Patty Dubrock, I was like, yeah, I did her foundation, and I tested it, but I kind of felt like it sort of seeped into the pores. She's like, well, did you use a primer? I was like, no, I really don't like primers. And she's like, you have to use a primer, Jamie. So she told me what primer to use, which I'm blanking on the name, and I know that's terrible. And then You she can, also you can tell me, me later. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. And then she also told me that I have to use a setting powder, and I hate powder. And she gave me one that I'll get back to you on that one too, yeah. but it was super lightweight and the makeup looked amazing. And, um, you know, as those are really, I mean, that might be second nature to a lot of people to use a primer, to use a powder. And, you know, I find for myself that when I apply it, I don't like the way it looks, but it really didn't make a world of a difference. And when it came to photos, it was super important. So I'm constantly learning from artists, um, writing about it, personally learning about it. Um, and yeah, there's, there's so many things that I've learned from that in the past. I got to get the name of this primer and powder situation. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So what is your skincare routine like? Yeah. Um, so it's funny because I obviously work at Violet Gray. I use a lot of the products at Violet Gray, but a lot of the time, there might be only one product that I'm currently using from Violet Gray because I'm testing things that we right. want. In totally, yeah. So, um, you know, it really depends. I mean, what am I using right now? Um, I mean, I have been, I actually use a product that we don't sell here and I, maybe we will sell it at one point, but mm-hmm. it's this over-the-counter Retin-A. It's called Different. Mm-hmm. Um, usually we get it uh, from a pharmacy, but mm-hmm. a years ago they decided to launch one that you could just buy you know at the drugstore and so that has really helped me keep my acne at bay I use it every night Um, if you use it during the day which you can you can always wear sunscreen Mm -hmm. um, just because you never know how you react to um, a retinol type product Um, so that's been kind of a staple in my uh, my everyday routine um, I also love Dr. Barbara Sturm's um, hyaluronic acid. Well, yes, I do love her <laughs> hyaluronic acid. I was going to say her cleanser, but I yes, her hyaluronic acid is the best on the market. Like, I 100% agree. It's amazing. And, you know, I use it most days, but I also use it in place of, like, a sheet mask on the plane. Mm. And not because, like, I'm embarrassed to wear a sheet mask. Like, fine, I'll put one on. But I just, I think it really helps. I think it helps, like, plump the skin. And I do it in the right before I take off and then right before I land. And then I use an eye mask um, and it just seems easier and less messy. Um, so I love that. 
Um, I also love, which we don't have yet, we sell the brand, but we're getting it soon, the Tasha Indigo Moisturizer. I've heard great things about Tasha lately. Um, it's amazing. So this specific moisturizer has indigo in it, and what that does is it was inspired by Samurai from a long time ago. I can't tell you the year, but basically they used to put indigo on top of their wounds to help heal it. So this moisturizer has indigo in it, it has proteal oatmeal, which is really good for sensitive skin, and it is also has a seal by the Eczema Association. So it's really great for that type of skin, but it's just so incredibly soothing, um, and it, it feels good. It's actually blue, um, but not, it. you know, it, it goes in and it's yeah. transparent. Um, <laughs> Your face doesn't look blue. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but it's a really, really beautiful product, so that's definitely a staple of mine. Um, and then I love, 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 which we also don't sell a Viagra yet, but working on it, um, I think you have to have an esthetician on staff for in order to sell this product, but I love Elta MD, which is a, a sunscreen that most of the time you would get at a dermatologist's office, but it has niacinamide in it, so it really brightens the skin, and it's really good for sensitive skin as well, which I have, and I know that's like a broad term, and the whole world has sensitive skin, um, but better safe than sorry, and the product is great. It doesn't leave like a white cast. Um, it's a really great product. Oh my god, so many good product recommendations. Yeah. Now I'm going to go buy this Tacho one and this yeah. sunscreen I'm going to look into. Yeah, you have to. They're oh my gosh, amazing. this Tacho one I'm like very fascinated by because I feel like, yeah, it has a good story too. Yeah, I mean, I think that is part of the reason why it got me. Of course, the formula actually works. Totally. So that was probably more so why the product got me. But like, you know, when you tell a story in combination with explaining what it does and the benefits and the ingredients there's just you feel so much more compelled to purchase product absolutely and that's how we look at you know products at violet gray there's also yeah there's i mean there's so much buzz around tatcha as well i was actually just speaking to one of my friends about it today so oh, it's yeah? funny that you mentioned the cream now because now i'm i gotta go get some yeah i think it's kind of also like a, like a it's a hero but it's like a it's not as well known in the actual tatcha lineup Totally. Yeah. Okay, so what are three under $50 products that everyone should use? Okay, so um, three under 50. I mean, Elta MD, the sunscreen, I okay. think that's like just under 50. I highly recommend that. Um, I know I explained that before. Another one which you can get at Violet Gray is Dr. Rogers mm -hmm. Healing Balm. So it's um, Dr. Rogers is out of Seattle. She's a dermatologist, mm -hmm. and she created this healing balm that is a clean version of Aquaphor. So, um, you know, she really believes that Aquaphor is used for so many things, and you know, it's what really, is Aquaphor? So, Aquaphor is basically a heal all ointment. So you can use it on your lips, you can use it on your elbows, um, you can use it on you know dry anything like super dry mm -hmm. or um, you know, eczema prone skin. Um, but it is, you know, there's ingredients in it that not everyone might want to use. And, mm -hmm. um, I would never call it toxic, but right. you know, it is something that, you know, a lot of ingredients that a lot of people right now will stay away from because everyone's very conscious of clean ingredients. Totally. And so she created one that has about eight ingredients in it and it is just amazing. So when it got super dry in LA during I mean, it's winter now, but, and it's always kind of dry in LA. Yeah. Um, but when it did get a little bit colder, um, you know, I put it all around, like, my whole mouth 
because I just felt like I was peeling. Yeah. Um, I was told by the dermatologist that one of her clients gave it to their daughter who had very severe eczema and it really helped heal it. So you can put this on your face, you can put it on your body, mm -hmm. um, you can put it on your lips. Um, it's just, it's a really great all over product. And I think that kind of on the go, um, multitasking mentality is really important when launching a, a product, especially one like this. Um, that one's really great and under 50. Um, what else is amazing? Um, I also really love the pie rosehip oil. So I've heard such great things about pie. Yeah. Tell me more about this oil. So pie is out of the UK and it was created by a woman named Sarah Brown who was suffering from a lot of um, skin issues, dermatitis and breakouts. And, you know, she really, she wanted something natural, but she wanted something natural for sensitive skin. And mm -hmm. I think for a really long time, and she launched, I don't know, I want to say like 10 years ago. Mm. Um, and while there's always been natural skincare out there, it wasn't always touted as natural and sensitive. Mm -hmm. So she really wanted to bring those two together. Mm -hmm. And she created this rosehip oil that's literally just rosehip oil, one ingredient. And it just, it really brightens and gives a really, helps with, you know, clearing up any breakouts. It's kind of, it's really great for just any sort of, skin that needs like a refresh or a reboot and um it's also under 50 and it's an amazing product that actually works really really good tips and i'm like i'm writing i'm just taking mental notes of all of this and then i'm gonna go shop after yeah so let's talk beauty trends like do you have any that you're currently into i mean there's microneedling jade rolling all that kind of stuff yeah um i love a good facial massager i mean when I actually go to an esthetician, that's all I want them to do to me. I don't care about the extractions. I don't care about, I mean, I do love a good uh, microcurrent or nanocurrent sort of facial, but I really love, well, not only the feeling because it's super relaxing, mm -hmm. but the benefits and what you see after their, you know, lymphatic drainage is something that everyone needs to have, whether it's on your body or on your face. And you know, at Violet Gray, we sell um, a tool by Joanna Check. It's a facial massager, and it has like two probes. I guess you can essentially. Is it call those it. two silver ball thingies? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I just I saw it the other day. Yeah, and basically it's supposed to mimic sort of the facial massage that she uses does with her hands on her clients while she's giving a facial, um, and you see an immediate um, difference higher cheekbones, which who doesn't want that? Totally. Um, you know, kind of softening of the lines, and you can kind of do it in all different ways, and it's that type of device where you just sit there in front of the TV and you don't really have to think about it. Um, so I, I absolutely love that, and I think there's a lot of facial massagers launching out there. Actually, Jillian Dempsey just launched one, which I love too. It actually, she crafted hers from Japan, and there's a vibrating mechanism. So like you twist the bottom, and it kind of has like a, it almost looks like a T. So it's like a silver metal T and mm -hmm, it vibrates mm -hmm. and you just sort of push in all different directions. Um, and it's, that's a great one also. I love that. And that one's coming to Violet Gray um, sooner than later. And then also, you know, this falls into more of the lymphatic drainage area, but mm -hmm. Zip is also a great device that, um, Allow, has different wavelengths that are going through your skin and there's electricity. So it actually hooks up to an app on your phone and you can control the program. So let's say you want to just do the eye area. You click eye on your iPhone app or whatever phone you have 
and it sends a signal to the actual device, which looks like a little mini spaceship, mm -hmm. and it you do it on your eye area for the amount of time, and you can watch Melanie Simon, the founder, on the app while you're doing it yourself so that you can follow what she does. That is really cool. It's pretty amazing, um, pretty genius. My favorite program is the acne one, which you also, of course, have to select, and you put it on um, a breakout, and you can feel it killing the bacteria. Like, it's not the greatest feeling, but it really helps the pimple go down. Um, and it has to be a certain type of pimple. It can't just be, like, little pustules underneath the skin. Like, it has to be, like, noticeable and not too cute and bigger. Um, but just, you know, doing any sort of uh, treatment from that, device will just kind of help the all-over clarity of your skin and brightness and then of course uh helps with uh you know lifting those cheekbones and softening those lines as well that is super cool yeah i, I just saw it while waiting for you and it looked really really cool i was asking about what it was because it does look like a little spaceship yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty genius it's um, super cool everyone loves it so I wanted to get into clean beauty brands because there's obviously such a rising interest in that. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to find out like how you feel about like clean beauty brands. Like, is this something you're specific about? And if like, what are your favorite clean beauty brands? Yeah. I mean, of course there is a category of clean beauty mm -hmm. brands and we sell them and no, you can't label everything in Bible gray as clean, mm -hmm. but I think that's okay because I think, especially for me, no, I don't use all clean beauty brands but you know someone actually asked me not long ago what does clean mean to me and I yeah. said I think it has to do with the comfort level of the customer um, yes it can be the ingredients but if someone says you know there's a debate that in the ingredient which is basically like a preservative um, phenoxy ethanol mm -hmm. it's in a lot of clean beauty products but it's also in a lot of not a clean beauty products so you know someone who is uber strict on what they use in terms of natural and clean might say no to phenoxyethanol, but mm -hmm. another might, brand might say yes. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just depends on like what works for you and mm -hmm. what you feel comfortable with. And I think that involves being, making sure that you actually are doing your research because if you're not, then, you know, you just are talking about it and you say something's clean. There's everything's up for debate now. Cool. Um, but in terms of my favorite clean, beauty brands. I love Kosas, um, which is a clean colored cosmetic line. Mm -hmm. um, the founder, Shimei Atanas, um, is a painter um, by trade and just really understands color. Mm -hmm. um, her, her whole line is really about creating undertones in her products that you can, you know, anyone, any uh, skin can really use, any um, color. Right. Um, so I think that that's been a really genius way of putting together her line. So I absolutely mm -hmm. love that. Um, I also really like Gucci Westman's um, new color line. She is a celebrity makeup artist. She has everyone from Cameron Diaz to Drew Barrymore. She's just, she's pretty incredible. And she recently launched her own line, which is mostly in all stick form, but she uses all clean ingredients. Um, I'm a big fan of her highlighter and her blush. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it comes to skincare, um, I love May Lindstrom. Her, I'm, I believe in scent, but I also am not the biggest fragrance person. Mm -hmm. But there is something about the ingredients that give the natural fragrance 
of the products mm -hmm. that are super intoxicating, specifically her blue cocoon, which is this bombed oil that contains blue tansy, um, which is an ingredient that is really soothing for the skin. Um, and it's just, they're all so beautiful and you just want to like touch them all day and smell them. It's like a, it's, it's a great line. Um, and May, the founder is, is pretty incredible too. Um, I'm thinking what else? Um, oh, I'll, I'll give one more. Yeah. Um, so there's a body line called Necessaire that recently launched. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's all about, you know, you take care of your skin, you use all these clean ingredients, but body has forever been an afterthought. And you take care of your body in terms of eating healthy and working out, but, you know, are you moisturizing your skin every night? You know, are you using just, you know, the, the products that have been around at CVS forever? Like, why can't we deliver those clean ingredients to our body as well? Mm -hmm. So they created these three body washes, a body cream, and then what they are calling a sex gel, which is a lube. So it really is about, you know, the full body and kind of being able to feel good in all different aspects of it. I love that. I didn't even know that this brand existed, but I'm definitely going to check them out. Yeah, we sell that at Violet Grey, too. It's oh. an amazing price point. Oh, that would be a great under 50 because they range from 20 to $25. Wow, that's super affordable. Yeah, and the packaging is so chic. Oh my gosh, okay. You'll never have anything else in your shower again until you use Necessaire. Okay, I have to, I have to go yeah. get it, like, afterwards. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to talk to you about... CBD products mm -hmm. because there's such a trend around it and is it something you buy into and if so like what are some of your favorite like CBD products or CBD lines like yeah yeah I was just on a panel about health and wellness and this is one of the questions that came up and you know I if I didn't if a brand didn't pitch me another CBD brand I, I, I'd be okay yeah there's so much noise and so much confusion confusion and I'm definitely not an expert on CBD, mm -hmm. so I can't really speak to kind of all the differences between, you know, the cannabinoid and the hemp, mm -hmm. although I do know that hemp and CBD are two different things, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of confusion and labeling where they say it's hemp, or they say it's CBD, but it's actually hemp. Right. So there's a lot of cleanup that just needs to be done in the industry overall. I've used a couple of the products. Um, I really like Lord Jones, which is based in L.A., um, they have a CBD cream that I love to use on my cramps when I get my period. And I really do think it subsides the pain in five minutes. Wow. Um, does it completely go away? No. But, you know, and who knows? It could be a placebo effect. And I'm okay to say that because, you know, I think there are a lot of things that you use that are skincare ingestibles that could all be a placebo effect. There's a lot of things that show results, but mm. there are a lot of things that if it, if it makes you feel good, then take it. Yeah. Um... But honestly, you know, I, I don't, I kind of feel like CBD is just feeling too fuzzy. Like, I don't think there's enough um, research to really claim that any of it does work. Mm -hmm. I also recently took um, a tincture by a brand called Gossamer. Mm -hmm. um, and they're actually uh, a magazine that is all about CBD and mm -hmm. um, marijuana, I think. Don't quote me. But that sort of world. And... Um, they say to take it at night before you go to bed. And I took it for two days actually last week. And I feel like my sleep was pretty deep. And like I didn't like wake up in the middle of the night. Um, and I, I felt like it was like a pretty restful sleep, which I was surprised by. Yeah. Um, but you know, CBD is just, it's honestly, I feel like if it just like 
went away in certain forms, like in actual skincare, that nobody would miss it. I feel like, you know, the topical for pain and maybe sleep or anxiety, it can kind of, that's okay. And I think that it makes sense to tell those stories. But I think once you start putting them into skincare, topical skincare for your face and putting them in mascara, it just start. it's like, stop, please. Yeah. I don't ever want to hear about it again. Um, I just feel like it became legal and everyone went crazy. Like, it yeah. just popped up everywhere. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's still, you know, it might be legal, but I think there's still a lot of sort of issues of that legalization. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's it's legal, but there's also so many things, like, you can't put this on the packaging. And I think that there's a lot of confusion around that, and brands are still trying to figure that piece out and mm-hmm. are launching kind of out the gate and not even thinking about sort of that labeling that they're which is something, you know, they really need to, to think about, of course, before. Totally. So switching gears a little bit, I wanted to get into Korean beauty. Okay. Um, so I obviously read your article about this Hannah Cure mask, yeah. which I ended up buying, as you know. Um, so I wanted to pick your brain about it a little more, like specifically the Hannah Cure and any other Korean beauty brands that you really love. Yeah. Um, you know, Korean beauty, we initially launched a couple of Korean beauty products at Violet Gray. Mm-hmm. We, of course, have the Hanukkah, which is a pretty crazy mask, which I'll get into in a second. Um, but, you know, when we first did the Korean beauty launch, which I want to say was, like, two years ago, mm-hmm. it did really well. And I I think that there are some really great Korean beauty products out there. Mm-hmm. I really love Peach and Lily. Um, they're a website, and they have their own in-house brand mm-hmm. um, by... Uh, the Korean beauty expert, uh, Alicia Yoon. And she has this like matcha pudding uh, moisturizer, which is really soothing and hydrating. And she also has this like glass glow serum that's supposed to give you that glass glow that Korean skin has that, you know, probably if you're not Korean, you probably won't get it, but (laughs) you can hope and try. Um, But, and, and those are some really great products. I love the textures, but when we launched Korean Beauty at Violet Gray, it did really well, but it kind of felt like it had its moment here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because with Korean Beauty, there are definitely those brands out there that have, um, you know, a lot of power and understand that market and know what it's about. And then you have all these other brands that are really just trying to kind of grab onto that, Mm -hmm. that trend and not really thinking twice about the ramifications of, you know, putting that, like, your your skin's going to look like this and using all these trendy sort of ingredients on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with, you know, same as CBD, there's a lot of confusion out there. And I see brands that are like, we combine Korean technology and French skincare into this one brand. And I'm like, oh, but I that, that makes no sense to me from a, a storytelling point of view. Right. It's just too much. Yeah, and there's also, you know, there's a lot of gimmicky things out there, and I think that all those gimmicky things have kind of oversaturated the Korean skincare market and has made it so that now the really great brands are going to have their time and stay in the, the you know, the industry, but we're, we're going to see a lot of these Korean brands go away. Very interesting. Is what I think, personally. Um, but Hanukkah, which is still unlike anything I've seen on the market, mm-hmm. Essentially, what they call it in Korea is like a zombie mask because you will literally look like a zombie yeah. when you uh, 
when you uh, put it on. So you leave it on for 20 minutes and over time, your face sort of starts to scrunch up and wrinkle and you just like, you look, you look insane. Like you're, <laughs> you don't, I recommend not moving your face. You can totally move your face, but you just like, you kind of feel frozen in time and you, it almost is like your face is kind of doing its own thing and you're, you have nothing to do with like your own facial movements. It's just like, it's an experience. I mean, like, I think I called it in my story, like an emotional experience because you're so terrified at yourself. But 20 minutes later, you take it off and like everyone has different sort of, um, that everyone gets different, um, sort of results from it. For me, it really helped an immediate, um, sort of, uh, my acne kind of faded, which was pretty amazing. I had like a bunch of breakouts on the side of my face and I saw like the next day that it it looked a lot clearer. For my sister who is 27, I think, 28, she looked poreless. Okay, Um, so her and I are the same age. I'm I'm like, hopefully, poreless be gone. My mom felt like her, she had a facelift. You know, it's just like, there are so many different people saying so many different things. And yes, like you can have multiple sort of benefits from it. Um, but it's, it's pretty incredible. And don't also be afraid. Like if you get a little red from it, yes, no, if this part ask isn't good for everyone, but you will get red. It's basically pulling your face in different directions, but it will go away. I promise you don't freak out. I'm excited to try it. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to talk to you about top shelf beauty products. So I'm talking like, you know, high-end beauty products that are, like, truly worth the price tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we actually, our, our founder, Cassandra Gray, likes to say, you know, it's expensive but worth it. So I'm, I'm very um, well-rounded in this, this question. But, you know, one of the products we talked about earlier, Dr. Barbara Storm Hyaluronic Acid, that is a high price tag of $300, but it is completely worth it. I keep telling people the same yeah. thing. You, like, you see an instant plumping, super hydrated. It's just, it's a really great product. You can use it, um, you know, after you cleanse and then put your moisturizer on top. You know, some people I know, if they if their skin isn't dry, they can use it on their own and not have to top it with anything. I think that's a little bit rare. Um, but that is such an amazing product. Also, going back to another product I spoke to was the Zip, which is that nanocurrent device, which, um, you know, uh, hooks up to an app on your phone um, that I think is about four ninety five. But you know, it's it's a it's an investment at the end of the day. This is a product that's actually not going to run out. Um, you just have to charge it. So you know, you buy it, but you can use it. You could use it every day if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. You could use it a few times a week, and it's just going to help your skin look and you know keep getting better and better. Um, that I I really love. Um, also there's a new brand we started selling a couple of months ago called Dr. Frances Prenner Jones. Um, she's out of the UK. She has a lot of really, um, high end clients, um, a few celebrities. Um, but she has her own skincare range and one of the products is called formula 2006. And it's kind of like a, a combination of a toner and a chemical exfoliator. So, I, I don't know if you know what Biology for Share P50 is. Yes, I've heard of it. <laughs> but it's but you kind can, of... you can talk about it because not everyone yeah. knows about it. Yeah. So that's... Biology for Share P50 is this super powerful um, toner that also has like a slight tingle to it. It smells terrible. 
Um, most people think it smells terrible. I don't think it smells that bad. I forgot the ingredient that actually gives it that smell. But ultimately, it has helped clear up so many people's, so many, so much acne that I've, you know, just heard from um, experts to, you know, just friends and family. Um, but, you know, there is, for the person who does believe in clean ingredients and wants to kind of have a little bit more transparency in what's in their product, um, this Formula 2006 is the one for you. It, it lists out everything. You understand what's in it. It's not kind of like, you know, these sort of long words that you might butcher the names of. And, and you know, if you Google it, you're like, but that's like a molecule. Like, what am I looking at? Yeah. Um, but the Formula 2006 really helps refine the skin. Mm -hmm. um, and it really helps, uh, you know, shrink, and, shrink the pores. Um, it's, it's a really great product that you just use with like a cotton pad and then, you know, use your serum and your moisturizer or however you go about that. Um, but that's a really great product with a higher price tag. Amazing. Okay. So last question, okay. what is your morning routine? So my morning routine, um, I mean, in all honesty, it, there's not a lot from Violet Gray right now just because I've had my own skin issues and my dermatologist has prescribed this to me. Um, but I actually use my dermatologist's uh, cleanser. Her name's Dr. Karen Grossman. She's based in LA. Um, it's a, kind of a gel cleanser that has a little bit of a lather, but it's really simple, um, clean ingredients, and uh, I just never break out from it, and it, it really just makes my skin skin feel clean but not too tight. Um, I also really love Skin Suicles Redness Neutralizer, which sometimes I use as an all-over moisturizer or sometimes I use as kind of just a serum on the, the areas that just seem a little bit red, but it really helps with any redness um, i found. Um, I also really love Epicurin Colostrum Glow Moisturizer, which is another product you usually would find at like an esthetician or a dermatologist, but Colostrum is really good for acne. Um, so I've been using that, and I use that in the morning and at night. Um, also, I spoke to the different, which is a, a retinol. So mm -hmm. I, I use that in the evening as well. Um, I also love Elta MD, the sunscreen. sunscreen. Um, those are those are lately been my go-tos. And aside from like skin, any like morning rituals you do? Oh yeah, like non-negotiables. Sure. Yeah, tell me about those. So I always take a probiotic. Mm. Um, I would say I started taking a probiotic almost, I don't know, like five years ago, and it really changed my gut. Um, I've always had digestive and stomach issues, and um, I don't even think a doctor told me to take a probiotic. I think I just started testing a bunch out. Um, so I've taken a lot, and my favorite is the Nuco. Um, I take 15 billion CFUs. So I think you can go as low as 3 billion. 15 billion, you know, it's really if you have a stomach stomach issues or you just kind of want to reset, mm -hmm. it is a little bit higher. I mean, you can go up to like, I think 100 billion, but that's like for really, that, that's if you really have a bad mm -hmm. uh, stomach issue. But ultimately, so I take this 15 billion of uh, the Nuco, and I have to say that like I, knock on wood, I'm really never bloated, which is, kind of unreal for me growing up mm -hmm. with that issue. Um, and, I mean, TMI, but it's made me really regular, which yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I can really appreciate. So totally. I, I take my probiotic every day on an empty stomach. Um, 
else do I do? I always, um, I mean, I'm a smoothie girl. I just got a Vitamix, so I'm kind of obsessed with that. I've heard it's life-changing. It is life-changing. <laughs> and I also recently went off sugar. So for the past six weeks, I haven't had sugar. I mean, I have fruit, so I have natural sugar, but I don't have honey or maple syrup. And I just feel lighter. Um, and so I've been doing smoothies every morning. So those have really, I kind of feel like they've just, they, I've, I have more energy. And I think, of course, that's because of the sugar. Um, but I'm kind of always just open for some sort of, you know, new wellness trend that's not going to drive me crazy. Mm -hmm. Like this celery juice thing that I keep watching, I'm like, eh, do I want to try it? I had a friend, I like Instagram that I'm trying it. And I had a friend be like, it's such a scam. And I was like, yeah, it might be, but, like, it's just drinking celery, so at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. So I'm always kind of up for anything like that. That's not necessarily, you know, like, intermittent intermittent fasting is one thing, and, you know, whoever wants to try that, great. Um, but that's, like, more something it's, like, that's a scam or, you know, saying that, like, you shouldn't try it. But I feel like if you're just trying a new juice or something, mm -hmm. then why be afraid to do something? like that because then you can just go off of it totally amazing well thank you so much i had so much fun chatting thank you thanks for having me of course